0: to paranormal underground radio join us each week as we delve into some of life's most complex questions it's time to explore the unexplained with your hosts karen Fraser and rick hale
1: It is Thursday night. If you can hear our voices, you're exactly where you need to be. She is Karen Frazier. I am Rick Hale. This is Paranormal Underground Radio at Hazyradio.com. Welcome, Karen. How are you tonight? I'm very well, and you? And uh, not too bad. Not too bad. So, what have you been up to this week? Uh, it's spring break. Oh, that's right.
2: Yeah, that's right. You so... uh,
1: he- you heading down to the uh, to the uh, uh, the beaches down there in Florida?
2: <laughs> that's right. I'm gonna do a little girl's gone wild.
1: Oh man, you know what? If Jim if if, if Jim videotapes it, I'll buy it.
2: <laughs> no, you don't. Nobody wants to see that, trust me. Anyway, um so anyway. it's it's spring break, so Tanner's been home and Jim took a couple weeks off from work, so Jim's been home. Right. So, you know, we've just been doing stuff.
1: Doing stuff.
2: Doing yep. stuff. We have the Oregon Ghost Conference this weekend.
1: That's right. That is coming up. So, I mean, mm-hmm. definitely, uh, you know, if you're up there right around in Karen's Neck of the Woods, check out the Oregon Ghost Conference because it sounds That's... like it's a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, it's in Oregon City, um, which is, you know, a little little um, east of Portland. Mm-hmm. And a um, great place.
1: Yeah. I live a little bit too far east of uh of Portland, so I am not able to attend, although one it's, day i will
2: yes it's not quite that far east of Portland. You are absolutely correct,
1: right, right, yep, living here about thirty miles north of Chicago, uh not that close at all, so speaking of which yes, tonight we have David Scott and John Stevens uh if the um Excuse me. David is the lead investigator of Illinois Paranormal Research Association, or IPRA Strong. And he will be joined by his partner, John Stevens, both from my neck of the woods, Chicago, Illinois.
2: That's right. So we're going to be talking about the bears. The, the bears, bears. The bears. And pizza. And pizza. <laughs> I'll just sit here quietly and let you, Chicago boys, do what you do best.
1: Okay. that's And, yeah, that's... uh. Hmm. That's uh, run rum and uh, no, I'm just choking. But, um, yeah, so last night um, I had a uh, very rare in the middle of the week investigation.
2: In the middle of the week?
1: In the middle of the week on a Wednesday night. Um, I
2: sometimes have walkthroughs during, on those days, but I never have investigations.
1: Yeah, you know, ever since my schedule changed at work, it's like I have to be very picky because now I work Saturday nights every week. So, oh. you know. Yeah, so if I if I can get, but I'm picky anyways when it comes to investigations. So I mean, if I get something in the middle of the week, awesome. And uh, actually, was you know with very very nearby very nearby uh, town here in northern Illinois, and uh, instead of taking my yeah I went instead of taking Nancy with I you know decided that I was going to try out another. Psychic medium, um, Kathy Lattis, and uh, she's a friend of the family. And she is outstanding. And I'm just hoping that we were able to bring some peace of mind to the homeowner. He really... Uh, I don't think I've ever quite seen somebody who was af- so afraid. And this is a tough guy. You know what I'm saying? He rides Harley mm-hmm. Davidson. He yeah, but, but
2: but when it's something that you can't see... And I've actually found this yeah. a lot because I know, like, you know, I live... Uh, in the midst of a bunch of military people. Right. And um, just because there's a lot of military bases around here. Mm-hmm. And um, some, you know, I see guys who've been to Afghanistan and Iraq in, right. and, you know, just faced horrific things, yet the ghost scares the crap out of them. And it's, they can't see it. They don't understand it. They can't
1: control it. You know what? I think a lot of it has to do with fearing, you know, fearing the dead, fearing ghosts. Fearing ghost. death. The fearing death—it's that facing mm-hmm. your mor- your mortality that definitely mm-hmm. would give a person pause and make them fear.
2: Yeah, I understand. We um, we uh, um, uh, most everybody that we deal with that comes to us as clients are right. afraid in some way or another, or creeped out. And would we do a lot of uh, just talking people through some of those fears and and helping to try and allay those fears for them. it's a big you know it's it's a huge part of what i do at least on on my team right so yeah um i i i get people being afraid and i'm never surprised at who's afraid and who's not because people react differently
1: exactly and you know i i uh, today on my facebook page i did one of my you know little facebook blogs and called um uh, counseling the haunted and um We talked about this on the show before. There was a certain show that they would go to the front door and say, Hi, we're such and such a team and we're here to help. And they don't really show them helping. Either they give them the help off screen or there's just no help at all. It's just coming there, doing the investigation and leaving. And to me, I think it's important to counsel the person that is um, undergoing the haunting so they understand that you know not everything is evil and is out to get you. Sometimes things just want to say hi.
2: Right. Well, it's, it's, yeah, like I say, that's, that's probably, you know, um, at least 60% of what I do is, is help the family members figure that out, that kind of stuff out and how to deal with it and how to appropriately, you know, maybe even deal with their own abilities, because people who are seeing these ghosts and experiencing these ghosts are probably have some kind of abilities themselves because ghosts communicate telepathically.
1: Very true, and that was one of the things that the uh, that the homeowner was telling us about. That he has a three year old girl, and there's been a few times where um, he has overheard her talking to somebody in her room, and uh, it's like Kathy told him, it's like they're ex- they, they don't want to hurt children. They're excited to be around children because this is these are people. Children are still sensitive enough to what we what we have. Pretty much deemed as being complete and total utter garbage. They still believe in these things. They still believe in magic. Mm-hmm. They're still sensitive to it, so they still see mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. are able to interact.
2: No, I get it. I um yeah. Well, I, I'm glad that you were able to help. Yeah, that's really that's good. It. And and you know, I I think it's really important that we always, as investigators, um, you know, to me, investigation isn't isn't about me. I I fixed my curiosity a long time ago. Right. And I didn't do it at people's homes. Mm -hmm. I did it in places that were publicly haunted, you know, things like that. Sure. But once I fixed the, I I can't, satisfied my curiosity, then I was able to start helping other people, because now it's about them. It's about, for me, two things. It's about the spirits Mm -hmm. and helping them. Right. And it's about the clients and helping them, and so like exactly. I say, you know about fifty by you know just depending on the case fifty fifty, and in some cases I mean there's really nothing going on in the house, and it's counseling the clients about maybe watching a little less paranormal TV and you know exactly. that type of thing. So <laughs> exactly,
1: well that's that's kind of like one of the things that you know we tried to you know help help the client with last night was, you know it's like forget what you see on television or in the movies or, you know, what you read in in books. And it's just when you finally see these things and you maybe are trying to get an understanding by having, you know, people like you or myself in the house. And then you start to see that maybe there really isn't anything that is so mystical about this. I think that sometimes people forget that, uh, ghosts and spirits, uh, the afterlife is very much a part of the human experience.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's another phase of the human experience. Right. Yeah, and and see to me it's always been I mean, so when I was twenty one in in my haunted apartment, yes. I was scared. Sure. Um but once I actually started and and I was scared for a long time and didn't want anything to do with it. Right. But you know, then you move into a house that's haunted, um and live there for ten years and you know, you gotta face it, you gotta do some stuff. Right. 11 years. A, we're coming up on 11 years. Actually, 11 years this month in yeah. this lovely haunted house. So you have to face it and you have to do some stuff. And um, now, to me, it's a comfort.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of nice knowing that there you have these invisible roommates that are there that are, you know, just watching your back 24 7 or watching you in the shower or as you go poop. I don't know. Either one. Either.
2: Uh, well, I try not to think about, you know, those things.
1: <laughs> yeah. But exactly. yeah,
2: exactly. There you go. So, anything else? Uh you have a little project that you and and E.G. G are
1: working on? We are. Chuck uh Chuck and I are working on a project. It is called Eerie Events and uh it Chuck finally well, we finally put the um the teaser trailer up on both our Facebook pages as well as uh his Facebook page for In the Dark Investigations. And um it's you know we right now we're in the uh, process of pre-production i have already written the uh, script we're going to be investigating robinson woods which is in Norridge, illinois which is not too far from o'hare on the north side of chicago um and we're going to you know we're going to start from there and you know see how it you know that how people like it it's going to be a bit of a departure you're going to have to wait and see what that bit of a departure is um it's not it's going to be a 50-50 it's going to be you know, going down through the history and the hauntings I take care of that part as the host. Chuck will take care part of like doing a little mini investigation near the end. So it's going to be a little bit of a departure, but not too much from what we see these days.
2: All right. Well, it sounds like a fun project.
1: Yes, I'm and I'm glad to be working on it with a guy like Chuck because Chuck is he's an incredible friend. He's amazingly trustworthy, and you know, I know that uh, that that he's that, that the two of us are going to put out a good product.
2: Well, and the bromance continues.
1: And the bromance continues. That's right.
2: <laughs> and, you know, we love Chucky e. G. Also yes, want me. to point out that this week um, at the Hazy Radio Network here is premiere week. Lots of new shows. Um, so tune in even when you're not listening to us and check out and see what's going on at Hazy because there's all sorts of
1: good stuff happening. Yeah, Hazy has a lot of great shows on it.
2: Yes. Oh I thought I, I thought you said it has a lot of great shows on at and so I was waiting for the rest <laughs> of the sense. No <laughs> No on, not on I, it. When I walked out of my house today, mm-hmm. my car, which is black, was mm-hmm. yellow with pollen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So my ears are plugged up and my head is plugged up and my nose is plugged up because it is just it, it's spring, boy.
1: Yes, it is, and finally spring has arrived here. I mean, it was like Yay. it was sixty-three degrees today, sunny. It was beautiful. Uh, Jamie and Theo and I we went to we we hit a couple of uh, couple parks up here in then uh, Lake County, and uh, just you know had a really nice fam you know family day.
2: Very good. All yeah. right, so let's do this. We'll go to break. Sounds good. And we come back, we'll be talking to our guests where you can have some Chicago bromance going on.
1: That's right. A little more. That's right. So stick around,
2: everybody. Chicago. Chicago. (laughs) Stick around, everybody. We'll be right back with Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network.
0: Hi, this is Cheryl Knight, editor for Paranormal Underground Magazine.
3: And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions.
0: If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals and herbology, and much, much more, visit paranormalunderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today. Visit us today at paranormalunderground.net and get a 12-month digital subscription for 15% off the cover price. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground?
3: Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG.
0: Or follow us on Facebook at
2: Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground.
3: There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today.
2: Frazier, i'm here with my co-host of paranormal underground radio rick hale hi everyone we invite you to join paranormal underground radio on the hazy radio network to explore the unexplained every thursday night from 6 to 8 p.m pacific and other times in the flyover states
1: Each week we talk with investigators in the field, researchers, authors, and experts about topics that include paranormal investigation, ufology, cryptozoology, and spirituality.
2: So please join us each Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern for Paranormal Talk with great guests right here on HazyRadioNetwork.com. This is Karen Fraser, writer and radio host with Paranormal Underground. Since I wrote my book, Avalanche of Spirits, the Ghosts of Wellington in 2010, people have asked me what happened next. In my new book, Dancing with the Afterlife, a paranormal memoir, my Wellington story continues. Dancing with the Afterlife is more than the continuation of the Wellington story, however. It's also the story of a lifetime of afterlife research and paranormal encounters. What I've learned has changed my life, and it might change yours as well. To learn more about Dancing with the Afterlife or to read an excerpt from the book, visit dancingwiththeafterlife.com. Thank you. Hi,
4: I'm Chuck G. Come join me on my new show called In the Dark Radio. From topics such as ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, and more, this is a show you don't want to miss. So stay tuned right here on the Hazy Network from 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern, right after a paranormal underground. And let's keep the radio, bro.
2: This is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio
5: Network.
1: The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not
4: necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio at HazyRadio.com. We are your hosts, Karen and Rick. Joining us tonight is going to to be, we have two guests joining us, David Scott and John Stevens. David is the the lead investigator of Illinois Paranormal Research Association, or IPRA Strong, and he is joined by his partner, John Stevens. So, David and John, I will say this to you as a fellow Chicagoan, go Bears. (laughs) Go Bears. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. Hey,
2: Yeah, I figured that basically what was going to happen is you guys were going to sit around and talk about the Bears, and I would just sit here and listen because you know Seahawks. Uh,
1: you know, hey David, and, <laughs> David, David and John, I, I, I have a quick story to tell you. I think it was like two years ago. Karen was telling oh, us on God, the show. Oh, for God's sake!
2: Tells us to everybody who comes on from Chicago
1: that uh, that Go that on. she. That that she made a Chicago style pizza for her husband and her son, and all, and all I can say to that is, now nah, you didn't.
6: Uh,
2: <laughs> I, okay, so I have had Chicago style pizza in Chicago. Chicago is one of my favorite cities, and I yeah, know
6: what
2: sh- I mm-hmm. know what Chicago style pizza tastes like, and yes, it was.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Me and John travel a lot, and every uh, everywhere we go, we tell them when we're from Chicago and if, they, if it is a pizza place, they do the best to make a Chicago style pizza for us um, there's another story involved in that, but i won't uh, I won't talk about that John
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, right. so you know guys uh, one thing that we like to do is we like to learn about you before we learn about your group and we like you know to learn about you before we learn about your show um, yeah. you know, first David let's start with you what is it initially that sparked your interest in this field
5: well that's a really long story um <laughs>
1: you got two hours
5: uh, okay wow oh, we're gonna be over two hours oh lord okay well okay so let me see how i can start this off my uh my interest in the paranormal started when i was very young uh that's how everybody's story starts off i think uh, but i'm just kidding but uh yeah i was very really young and um I uh, I was going to my room one night. I was I was getting ready for bed. I think I was about ten years old, um, and I was getting ready for bed. And you know, you have that you have the way you sleep on your bed. Your your head every night, your head goes on one side and your feet go on the other end. That's just you know, and it's you know, that's just the normal way you sleep.
2: No, uh, no, I flip I, it around. I like to switch
5: it up. You like to switch it up? Well, exactly. I was a kid and I just decided I was going to switch it up. I'm like, I'm going to sleep on this side of the bed tonight. Where my feet usually are, I don't know why. So I did, um, and so I laid down and, and I rolled over facing the wall, um, and I just just put my head down there. You know, I just got into bed, wasn't even that tired. Um, so I rolled over, and what I saw staring me right in the face was the iconic, what, what I would say, the iconic image of the devil. Uh, the yeah. devil, the devil's face, just looking at me, um, you know, the, the, the red skin, the horns, um, and it almost looked holographic. Like if, you know, like Star Wars, R2-D2 would project the holographic, uh, images, you know, yeah. it was kind of wavy. And, um, this, this, this face of this devil, um, devil looking face, um, said in a really, of course, creepy, raspy voice, you're on the wrong side of the bed, David. And um, you know, being ten years
2: old. Yeah,
5: he was pretty helpful. So was that the last time you did that? It was. Um and you know to this day it made absolutely no sense why the hell that would happen. Um but you know, of course, being ten years old I I damn near peed peed myself and I ran and got my dad and and he came in and of course nothing was there. But that really just charged me and being ten years old I was scared and confused, but the way my mind works is, like, I must find why this happened, because obviously, you know, I'm not nuts. So I pretty much just went on a rampage, and I went to the local library, and I probably read over 100 books revolving around the paranormal and everything that comes with it, you know, even quantum physics. Um, I got into more when I was, like, 12, started trying to connect the dots between quantum physics and the paranormal, yada, yada, yada.
2: Um, Oh, that's cool. I I, want to talk more about that later, but, okay, go on.
5: We could definitely yep um, yeah I'm just trying to do make this. Rick
2: curl up in the <laughs> corner <laughs> okay.
5: um, so fast forward a few years to now I'm a teenager, uh I was about seventeen years old, um, I was at Bachelor's Grove cemetery uh I've always been fascinated with filmmaking as well, so i I had this idea I just wanted to uh to try and go and uh, not investigate, but I just like to go into creepy places with my camera and my flashlight and uh I was kind of obsessed, like I wanted to, um, you know, just to see it again. What I saw when I was, when I was a kid um, never left me. So I'm about 17 now, and I'm in Bachelors Grove Cemetery, and I'm with my younger brother, uh, who at the time, he's a few, year, 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 yeah, he's a few years younger than me. Um, we walked through the uh, cemetery for about two hours. Absolutely nothing happened, and we're like, ah, oh, we're bored. We, you know, we want to go home. And I was narrating, talking to the camera. And I'm like, "Well, I haven't seen much, so we're going to leave." I pulled the camera up, and because I, I had the camera and the flashlight in the same hand, that's the way I filmed. Um, so I would, I held the flashlight and the camera up, and in front of me, I witnessed a full-bodied apparition float right past me um, from behind a tree to a tombstone. And seeing that again, it jolted me. So we start cursing and swearing. And we ran all, we literally ran all the way back to the car. And if you've ever been to Baptist Grove, that's a long run. It's over a mile. Yes, it is. So, yeah. <laughs> we, we ran so <laughs> far. And uh, when I get to the car, um, you know, adrenaline's pumping, you know, I'm sweating and my brother's crying like a little girl. And um, I, I open the camera and I just rewind and, uh, and I, I caught it. You know, I caught what I'd seen. And, um, the feeling was, um, it was remarkable that I had actually captured it on camera. So I, um, and from that point, I just, I, that just made it even worse. My obsession with the paranormal. And, um, for the past six, five or six years, I, uh, I created an online show called believe a paranormal experience, um, where I will just go to all these haunted places and continue capturing stuff. We try to do off the wall things, uh, some people um, criticize us for that, some of our techniques, but we ultimately get extremely good results um, with that, and the show has been very successful. We have uh, right now are a little over twelve thousand subscribers on YouTube, and that's gonna, mm-hmm. yeah, that's gonna quadruple fly because we just got sponsored, uh, promoted by them. So YouTube picked us up as like an official partner. So oh,
1: well, congratulations! Oh, outstanding, very good. Thank you. Yep. Um John, what about well, you what, uh, what 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 got you interested in all this
4: um growing up as a kid uh back at my mom's house uh we had strange occurrences happening uh as we were growing up uh for instance instance uh we would hear doors slam and um the dog would just steadily just bark in the hallway like towards the air, you know um Uh, A couple other things, uh, sorry. (laughs) It's good, right? Um, Yeah, just some strange occurrences and there's stuff here and there and then, uh, growing up as a kid, uh, later on in life, uh, it really just, like, it didn't spark my interest until I got, like, into, uh, like in my high school years, and then, uh, <clears throat> I just started reading up on it. And, okay. uh, sorry. And, right. uh, so, well, I just, uh, <clears throat> so, sorry.
1: <laughs> you okay, John?
4: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, I'll be right back. Give no, me a minute, guys. No worries. no worries. No worries.
1: No worries, man. We'll uh, we'll uh, we'll definitely fill it. Um, so you know, David, back to um, you know, Illinois Paranormal Research Association, I P R A. Now I'm really curious to know what is what's what's with the strong? What is that?
5: Everybody has that, of and course some people are confused with that. Um, well, here's the thing. Um. Me, John and I, um, we're we're censoring the way we're speaking now because we're on the little radio show here. But we have a very strange way of speaking, and uh, I I think we could say the same uh, for Chicagoans in a whole. We we have a certain way of talking, and uh, our slang is is pretty um, pretty uh, complicated. Um, you know, we all have little clicks, and, and then we tend to tend to formulate our own little slang. Well, John and I, we have our own slang, and we just half the time people don't even think we're speaking English when we're communicating with each other. It's very strange. Um, so, um, me and John, we're always just saying strong, like, you know, something good happens, like, you know, or it's going to be strong day, you know, like, uh, something like that. So IPRA, um, the Illinois Paranormal Research Association, it's a very long name. Um, and we branched off, um, from having like, you know, three or four members. Now we decided to just break it down. So basically, uh, John and I are the two leading members. Uh, then we have, like, a, uh, Marcia Mack is our EVC specialist. And then we do work with a few senses. But primarily the show is John and I. Um, so we decided um, to make it very easy. And since we're always saying strong all the time, a lot of our fans, over the years, we've built kind of like this cult indie following that watch our show. Um, they started saying, you know, strong, strong. And then somebody one day said, said, you guys are IPRA strong, you know, not army strong. You guys are IPRA strong. So now it's like, I got the idea to to promote the show. You know, the army promotes like, are you army strong? You know? And then we just, we just flipped that over to ghost hunting because our level of investigating, we hold to a certain standard um, uh, of, uh, of, you know, almost, I'm almost like a perfectionist when I do things. So it's like, when, when when we're referring to ghost hunting, it's like now, well, are you IPRA strong? So and it's also our prevalent hashtag, so you can type IPRA strong and find everything.
2: Ah, very good, very good yeah. marketing and branding,
5: actually. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's definitely better than my group, which is, you know, Captain McSpooky Pants and the old weirdos. I mean, I'm keeping it Irish American, okay? So <laughs> I'm <am> too
5: <laughs> Yes, sir. I was
1: glad. So yeah, very good then. Um, you know, I was I actually uh watched one of the episodes on YouTube the other night and uh one of our you know, one of one of the Chicagoland's most famous haunts, uh Casa de Madrid, if I'm
5: Oh it. man. So that's the one you watched. What's that? You watched the Casa Madrid
1: episode. I did. Yes, I good, did. Sure, um good actually that that place is definitely on uh, my hit list um i i personally i usually do private homes but that's definitely you know it's it, yeah i saw that you guys you know t- you talked to Rob Fabiani who's you know as we was kind of an icon of ghost hunting here in, in northern Illinois. but You know, tell us, yeah, I mean, Casa it's, it's Madrid, it is a fascinating place, and I really think that, you know, people, they need to know a little bit more about the more obscure places here in our great city. So, you know, can, t- t- tell us a little bit about the history of, uh, of, of, of Casa Madrid.
5: Well, the Casa Madrid was um, uh, run by one of uh, Al Capone's associates, uh, rock I know I can never get right names right but his name was Rocco okay Rocco mm-hmm. I can't remember his last name some Italian last name Rocco De Losa, something like that DeRosa
1: I was I um, was gonna say Sofredi but I'm pretty sure that that's a porn actor but yeah proceed
5: <laughs> but yeah he pretty much ran that branch so basically what the Casa Madrid was was um, it was it was it was a it was a form of um, there was rumors of it being a problem and it was also uh, primarily a speakeasy. People would go there during Prohibition times, and they would drink illegally and gamble illegally. Um, and it was also part of the headquarters for Capone's, um, you know, Capone's operations. So there was a lot of crazy stuff going on there. You know, you had sex, you had uh, illegal gambling, and of course, you know, prostitution. And then, of course, you had the violence, which was attached to the mafia in that time period. So you had a lot of violence stuff going on. Um, so it's a fascinating place, um, to, 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 to even walk in that place. It's just filled with, filled with energy. And as soon as you walk downstairs, which was the speakeasy, um, like area, it's just insane. When you get down there, the energy is so heavy and, uh, it's amazing. So as far as the history, that pretty much sums it up to the extent of my knowledge.
1: Right. Now, what, what, what exactly did you guys experience yourselves when you were there?
5: Well, the Casa Madrid was a great investigation. Um, it was a group. Uh, we primarily investigated with no more than three people: um, John and I, and then sometimes we'll either have a sensitive. Uh, we work with Sunny mm-hmm. Bolin uh, from am hey, back. We- oh, welcome
4: back, <laughs> hey John. Welcome <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> we're no talking worries. about Casa Madrid. Casa Madrid. Yeah, we're talking uh, about. I just started talking about what happened there. Oh that that was a good investigation. I wish we could go back <laughs> to that one. yeah,
5: it was a crazy place. Um, so I was just telling them about uh, that normally we investigate with uh no more than three people, but sometimes we' bring uh, Marcia Mack, our AVP analyst, or Sonny Bowling, which is our uh just a good friend of ours, also a sensitive psychic, um, we bring her with as well and that buddy Kurt sometimes. But in this particular investigation, um I would say maybe like one out of twenty investigations, we like to team up with people and we let other people come to experience it with us. Um on that particular time we did have a larger crowd uh with us that was uh that was accompanying us. Um uh, but it was still fun. And basically what we experienced there, um we it was a quite a long investigation, quite cold. There was no uh heat in there and we were all freezing. Um we were there for a good twelve hours and uh What we experienced, I would say some of the highlights were uh, we brought in a um, a Bishop Reverend Christina Rake. Um, She, I don't know if you guys have heard of her. um, Yeah. Very, very nice woman. um, Very, very good friend of ours. Very, very talented and knowledgeable woman um, who also practices uh, her psychic abilities. So what we did to her was we... (laughs) We took her. She met she met me up here in my home. I live in Plainfield, um, and she met me here in my apartment. And we blindfolded her. We told we didn't tell anybody where we were going uh, prior to the investigation. And we blindfolded her and drove 45 minutes to the costume trip. Um, she gets out and we walked her through the place. And we were just testing her abilities, pretty much, seeing you know you know seeing what she can do. And um, it was it was amazing. As soon as she walked into the basement, she she said, I, "I feel a lot of gambling. I feel a lot of drinking, this and that." And uh, we were very impressed with her uh, with her analysis. Um, and then moving forward during the investigation, um, we had Ron Fabiani come in for a little interview. Just to uh, he was actually on duty at the time, so he couldn't stay long. But we yeah. had him come in and just tell us a little history about the place, and uh, you know, familiarize himself with the spirits because he's been there before. Right. Um, during the investigation, we witnessed a lot of crazy stuff, and we witnessed a lot of visual stuff, which was really cool. We were also accompanied by a team called Expedition Apparition, good friends of ours. Two two young guys, uh, two college kids, who they are their own YouTube. Yeah, Joe and Tyler from Expedition Apparition were helping us film this episode. So we were standing there with them, and we started witnessing these balls of energy, um, and. When I say balls of energy, I don't mean orbs, because I know exactly. orb, yeah, I could, orbs normally show up in pictures and it's very, you know, this, it's whatever, orbs or orbs, whatever. But these balls of energy were flying around in front of us. They were about the size of, uh, uh I would say a softball, and, uh, or no, like a baseball size. And then they started shooting towards us. Now it's pitch black in the room. We have these balls of energy shooting directly at us. We're all freaking out. I mean, and I'm trying to tell everybody in the episode, I'm sure you saw it. (laughs) I'm swearing and telling everybody to be calm and relaxed because everybody's freaking out. But then they started shooting right into my body. So then I was like, ah, crap. Like, why are these balls of energy shooting into me?
1: They just Um, want to say hi. (laughs)
5: Exactly. (laughs) Um, Directly (laughs) after that, we heard... this extre- you know, this extremely. Actually, we started hearing noises. There was this uh, dolly. There's a dolly that they use to move the tires around down there, um, and this dolly we heard start squeaking around. And I started uh, started to feel the energy of the location a little bit. I started getting a little rowdy, so I yelled and I said, "Is that all you got?" Soon, before I could even finish that sentence, the dolly like flew across the room and, and hit something. And it, it was just extremely loud noise. Um, and that just intensified the energy in all of us. We, we were all just like, that really just happened. This dolly just, like, flying and making this really, really loud noise. And um, so we we pursued the investigation. We went and checked it out. And uh, and then we went back to that same spot where we were witnessing the orbs, or not the orbs, I'm sorry, the balls of energy. And at that point, we set up two boards on the floor, um, and we were trying to get the spirits to move the boards, to knock the boards over Two pieces of plywood standing up freely and we were just saying can you just you know knock them over and all of a sudden this i, I don't know what you would call it it's like a life rod okay okay it looks like a little uh, like a little worm okay yeah. but it's floating in the air and it's glowing okay started glowing and floating towards us my camera started to die so luckily uh joe and tyler from Exped- expedition a- Apparition. Had their cameras rolling, and they started following this like glowing war- worm anomaly. Float- floated right up to our bodies, and it stopped right between John and I. And John actually swatted at it with his hand, and it, fl- and it just and then it-, it just went away. And it was that was fascinating. I I didn't know what to think about that, but it- and we caught it on the camera. You know, you can watch it right now. It's amazing. Yeah, it and is. That's,
6: it was that's-
2: amazing. What's the name of the episode again? I'm sorry, because I'm going to be watching that.
5: <laughs> if you go on our channel, it's just, uh, you can go, all of our videos are in playlists. Um, but if you go on our channel, it's called, uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now, it's just, we sometimes we for search engine optimization, we exaggerate titles of our videos, of course. Sure. Um, but it's, mm-hmm. it's called, uh, let me tell you right now. One okay. second here. Cas Madrid, where are you? It is called Ghost Caught at Haunted Casa Madrid. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I will
2: definitely watch that because that sounds... So, this is the only time you've seen something like this?
5: Um, Like, uh, well, not, no, not necessarily. I mean, we see lots of stuff. There, he brought up the Casa Madrid because he wanted a little history. No, but... no, no,
2: no. I know, but I mean the, the actual, like, almost like ball lightning and the... Oh, no, thing. no, no.
5: We see that quite frequently, yeah. We see it all the time. It's just... But what was excellent about that is because we actually captured it. It's very sure. hard to catch it um, on, on camera. So, so what, um, is
2: your, what is your theory about what it is that's
5: causing this? <laughs> I have so many theories. Um, what, what we can really do as is, is general investigators these days and even scientists, yeah. all we can do is, theor- uh, you know, make theories. And uh, the way I do it is I, I pretty much compile. I read thousands and thousands and thousands of theories and then I pretty much take my experience as an investigator and weave all of these theories together to the most reali- realistic conclusion. Um, but for the, I mean, even so, we really cannot put our finger down and say this theory is more accurate than this theory because Absolutely. we really don't know. All yeah, yeah, We know what these that. things are happening. Yeah. I mean, my personal beliefs on the paranormal are, you know, our bodies are made of energy. That energy leaves us when we die. You know, Einstein said energy never. Dies, it transforms into another form of energy. I believe that applies to human beings as well. Um, But sometimes I think that you know we scientists don't really even know what our conscious minds are made of. It's not something we can sit there and measure in a lab, Um, you know. But you know, according to quantum physics, if something does exist in this world, it has to have a mass. It has to be able to be measured. Um, So if we do have a soul, um, then it is it is there. We can measure it. We just have to find out how. But furthermore, to answer your question, I believe that, you know, yes, somehow this energy does leave our bodies, and uh, possibly our conscious minds can become attached to this and stay with that. Um, But it just gets sticky, because then I'm a Christian, and I have no idea how that's possible, because it it conflicts with my Christian beliefs, but I don't want to even go there.
2: Right, I understand. (laughs) Well, so you were saying that, um, you know, you want to figure out how to measure it, but the other... Property in quantum physics is the act of measuring something
5: changes it. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. As soon as you look at it, it changes And, and yeah. uh, that's another thing I consider. Like I said, I apply that kind of mentality to my investigations. As soon as we walk into a location, the energy changes based off our energy. That's quantum physics. Yeah. Um, you really have to look at that when you're investigating um, locations. I mean, some people yeah. go in there... You know, and, and, and the, the certain kind of people you bring in the lifestyles they live mm-hmm. that you let go in the investigations, that will change whether you catch something or not. Um, You're absolutely depending on right. who you absolutely yeah. yeah. And, you know, keep going. So, so then
2: the question, well, then the question is, um, if you bring something, it, when you come in and you your energy changes an investigation, mm-hmm. then how do you consistently study Anything when your energy changes, it does that make sense?
5: Makes sense. Um, well, the, the way I do it, um, and the way I've been doing it, mm-hmm. is what I do is. I is, is it's almost on a psychic slash empath level, which I don't consider myself, but um, mm-hmm. anybody can do it. Um, you know, as far as studying and observing it, who knows? That's going to take years and years and years to come. Uh, as far right. as how to figure out control it. But yeah. personally, what I do is I kind of ground myself when I walk into there, um, and I, I sense the energy changing, and then I connect myself to it. Okay. Um, once you connect yeah. yourself to it, it's almost like familiar, familiarizing yourself with that spirit and building rapport with that spirit automatically when you're connecting your energy to it. But that's also very dangerous. If there's something negative there, you can suffer oppression for two weeks afterwards, and you just really got to be careful when you're, when you're grounding yourself. But that's how I do it. So then it's changing, but then I connect to it right away. And that allows me to um, capture more, if that makes any sense. uh, No, it
2: it absolutely does make sense. Um, And so that was actually my next question. So you you say that you will sometimes have different people come with you. For instance, you'll involve a psychic medium or you'll Mm -hmm. involve your EVP specialist. So do you pick and choose based on the location how you think that the people that you bring with you are
5: going to affect
2: that energy is that part of the decision you make
5: almost oh, definitely yes yes <laughs> which sometimes uh, uh, that is that is a very good question yes we do um, you know we, we, we are very 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 picky about who we work with and uh, our team we have developed is is an outstanding team and we, we do sometimes uh, you know if their availability is not open then we won't you know bring them but um, particularly like if we're going to a place where we feel like that's going to be um, very, very good for EVPs, um, then, you know, we'll bring our uh, EVP specialists with us. But if we Mm -hmm. feel sometimes like Casa Madrid, for example, there was was some negative uh, stuff going on there. So by bringing Mm -hmm. a bishop reverend psychic medium with us, that will, in a sense, stimulate some of that and get them a little rowdy, which it did. Um, And then, you know, other times, um, John and I will go to the more negative locations alone because we don't like to involve anybody else. And me and John, we have this light and dark kind of thing going on between us. You know, I'm a Christian, and you know, we're not going to go into that. But um, when we and John go in, it's it's kind of like us against them, and they sense that. And um, so, the more negative locations, John and I will go in by ourselves. Um, but but yeah.
2: So how do you think that your energy, just the two of you, then affects the places that you go?
4: Well,
5: I think they can feel that we're on a mission. <laughs> right. And they know exactly what we're doing. And uh, uh, me, me and John have this energy about each other. Um, if you ever get a chance to meet us, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, and and it just we mesh very well together. So when we're coming through the door, it's like they're... They, they sense that and, um, and it automatically stimulates things in my opinion.
2: Very good. So you have the balance of the yin and the yang between the two of you, huh? That is exactly you're exactly right,
6: Mark.
2: Okay, so I have a question from Elaine in chat. She says that you mentioned other um, you mentioned working with other teams and groups. How do you meet them, and how do you know you can trust them?
5: Okay, well, <clears throat> we're very fortunate when we work with. Uh, other teams it is only only when they have been referred to us by some other per- person that we've already worked with and that we've already trusted um, and that's that's it um if If John has a really good friend and they have a team and they want to work with us you know we'll'll we'll, it's almost like a whole process we go through, but it is very rare when we when we work with other teams to be honest um, but um, it's not, it's not about where we don't go actively searching it's just kind of like hey. We we do meet these people whether it be at a convention or through a friend, um, and then we trust the person who's introduced us to them, and they've pretty much vouched for them. So, I mean,
4: that's the best way I guess I can answer that question. But what was the last team we worked with? The last team, I mean, we work
5: the teams we work with a lot. Um, Sunny, we work with Sunny from Into the Night Paranormal. We work with Exped- We've we've worked with expedition apparition and um, the last team. I, I don't even remember, John. We we do a lot of stuff. It's hard to. It, sometimes it gets cloudy. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Well, I'm, I'm always interested in teams that choose to work with psychics, um, mm-hmm. because I am one, and so I am. It's it's just a natural part of what I do, and so my team. Always does because you know unless because there's several of us on our team, so when you when you involve the psychics, how do you involve them in the process, and how does that change the dynamic?
5: Well, I like to do experiments. Okay, Um, I I'm always trying to find new innovative ways to um, document paranormal activity. Okay, I'm always looking for different ways to find answers and to progress in this field. Um, I feel that there's there's uh, a really kind of a deadpan thing going on right now with the paranormal community where people are just doing it to do it. But what I think we all really need to focus on, of course, all of this is just my opinion, and I don't judge anybody else's opinions, um, but I think that instead of just kind of putting it out there and just going out there and, and doing it just to do it, we should really be trying to do it in a sense as we're, we're trying to progress in the field and grow. Um And that's what I'm trying to do with psychics, and that's what I'm trying to do with um, my investigations. So when I do involve psychics, we're doing experiments. And and I know that by doing some of these experiments, we might not even catch anything, but I just want to see how it works. For example, in one of our latest episodes, the Kloss episode, we investigated the Kloss brothel in Cicero, Illinois, excellent place. But what we did with the psychic in this uh, situation, Sunny Boland, uh, uh, she came in and what we did was uh, I modified the form of the Gansfeld experiment, uh, you know, traditional Gansfeld experiment. I I modified it slightly. So she laid down and she grounded herself. And uh, normally you would play the white noise through the ears. Right. Um, And I decided to play um, binaural beats. Have you ever oh, heard I love those
2: things? Yeah.
5: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I took her down to the delta wave, okay, which is okay. near sleep. Yeah. Yes. Delta wave is also the last frequency your brain feels before you die. So that is, to me, I thought that might be kind of interesting to so bring yeah. her brain frequency down to the last frequency you feel before you die, the last frequency your brain emits before you actually die. I mean, that's kind of cool. It sounds scary, and she was a little freaked out. But I was like, "You'll no, be fine. Don't worry about it." <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> So we brought her down at the Delta level while doing the Gansfeld, okay? Red light, ping pong balls, a holster band. Yeah, yeah, So we did that, and what I was trying to have her do, just like I said, it's an experiment. So we had EVP voice recorders running um, to see if it would store up activity. But the real thing I was trying to do was to see what we can do with our minds. So what I did was brought, I brought in a product by Digital Housing, uh, you know, the obelisk And um, there's a lot of controversy about that as well. Um, but what I was trying to do is to have her under the influence of the Gonsfelt with binaural beats uh, technology. And I was trying to ha- – I-, I gave her three trigger words to think of in her mind, and I wanted her to try – after she was under, I wanted her to try and make the ovelist speak those words. So, oh. yes. And, again, I'm experimenting. Like what could our minds do? You know what I'm saying? In a, in, a, in a location where you're more open to it, which is right. a okay. location. Sure. So that was. Uh, so I think that might answer your question.
2: Yeah, I have never actually tried the Gonsfield experiment. Um,
1: I've always been too because afraid because
2: to. I'm afraid somebody's going to take pictures of me with ping pong balls on my eyes. Really, I mean that's. Yeah, somebody was um, very happy. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's really probably if I get right sure. down to it, that's the main reason. It's not fear of anything I'll experience. It's fear of people taking pictures of me and sharing them. So, <laughs> hey, let's do yeah. this, guys. We're just um, just about up against the top of the hour. So before we move on into some more questions, we need to take a break. You guys, can you stick around for another 45 minutes or so? Yeah. Yeah, sure. sweet. Okay, sure. so we will go on break, and um, we'll be back in a minute, you guys. Paranormal Underground okay. Radio on the Hazy Radio Network.
0: This is Earl Knight, editor for Paranormal Underground Magazine.
3: And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions.
0: If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals and herbology, and much, much more, visit ParanormalUnderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today. Visit us today at ParanormalUnderground.net and get a 12-month digital subscription for 15% off the cover price.
4: Hi, I'm Chuck G. Come join me on my new show called In the Dark Radio. From topics such as ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, and more, this is a show you don't want. So stay tuned right here on the Hazy Network from 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern,
3: right after a paranormal underground. And let's keep the radio rolling. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
2: This is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy
6: Radio Network. Hey
1: everybody, welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. We are your hosts, Karen and Rick. Uh, during uh, right before we came back to the show, you were listening to Singleton Alive, and uh, joining us for the first forty-five minutes or hour or so of uh, of the show has been David Scott and John Stevens of. Illinois Paranormal Research Association, I P R A. Strong. Thank you so much, guys, for sticking around for another segment. No
4: problem. No problem.
1: So, from what I understand is, is that we have uh, three EVPs that you guys have sent along to Cheryl, and uh, uh-huh. usually we play. Karen and I will play a game, and like I said, she's whooping me so far. She's like so far ahead of me. It's 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 pathetic. But uh, <laughs>
2: that's because one of us is a winner.
1: That, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. No, so, Rick's a winner.
1: Yes, I'm a winner. Please. No, see, I, I I have like these. I have these really really chintzy Walmart headset that I wear. You no, no, that's me not like actually what it is. Ten ninety five. He has.
2: Ex- he has
5: <laughs>
2: that's not true. This is what it is. He has exceedingly tiny ears.
4: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, i <I'm, laughs> See, I listen to uh, EVPs with no headphones. Oh,
2: oh, oh! You, you are well. You're better than both of us because
5: I have. I to- refuse. Well, you see, the reason behind that is because uh, you know we released a show on YouTube and people watch from so many different formats. So to ensure that these people can hear our EVPs, I need to experience it. You know, as they're going to experience it.
2: Absolutely, it makes a lot of sense to me. And my my ears are nearing fifty years old, and so you know, mm-hmm. I wear I wear headphones. <laughs> all right so um so cheryl mentioned on the break that what we do is we we play our little game and um you know give rick a little bit of a chance to try and catch up to me Mm in spite of his tiny ears and my old ears and um so cheryl will play an evp We'll guess what it is, and then you can talk about it. Does that work? Or do you want to give the setup for the EVP first, but not tell us what it says?
5: You guys take your guesses, and then we'll go into talking about the EVPs.
2: Perfect. All right, Cheryl, here we go. Well, I hear a kid, but I'd like to hear (laughs) it again.
1: Mommy, can I I have some pizza? (laughs) Well, <laughs> that that's what I hear
2: <laughs> I, I would like to hear it one more time I, actually I, once you said that I hear can I have pizza now so I, what is it
5: it does sound a little different uh, on the phone here sounds a lot better on my computer when I listen to it but,
2: yeah um, we have to compress it to mp3s too so it's
5: never real great over yeah. the radio no problem So, you guys is that your final answer yeah (laughs) that's my final answer so uh that first dvp uh i'll talk about uh very briefly uh basically we were investigating and uh i know you mentioned that you do a lot of uh, private residences um i used to i used to when i first started uh now i'm more focused on uh other things but um i used to i I only do it now when there's an and when there's a case that really 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 needs help and i'm the only one available um i do know a couple trusted teams that uh do a lot of private residence work so i just always refer that you know them to that team now but back when i used to do those more often uh there was this one case in wilmington and um this lady called me in tears and she said you know i have a family here uh, my husband and my two kids and we're being tortured um she she mentioned all the traditional things, door slamming, blah blah blah, and uh, I don't mean to say blah blah blah. I don't care, but I, et cetera, et cetera. Right. I to say. Um, <laughs> um So at one point, you know, her kid got locked in a bedroom by the spirit. Yeah, wouldn't let her out. Uh, bad things were happening. So beyond that, there was um there was a uh, the uh, the lady would report seeing uh, a child, a uh, young girl uh, spirit. Uh, the, the most often that that's the spirit she would see the most. So we went in, and this is back in 2009, um, and we um, we investigated the location. And uh we were joined by sensitive uh, Kurt Watt, um, and he did a very good job. I didn't tell him anything, and he was telling the lady weird things. The first thing he said when he walked into the place was, Do you have a child here, um, <laughs> a child spirit? And the lady started crying. She was like, how can you possibly know that? Because, you know, I told her previously I wasn't going to tell him anything. So, um and at that point, I, to be honest, I didn't even, she hadn't even told me yet that there was a kid. We kind of did the interview when we got there. So it was freaking me out too. But anyways, we were in the kitchen. I set up a, I set up a voice recorder in the kitchen and we were, <clears throat> I was actually in the process of setting it up. Now the, the people, I told the people that there can be no children there because we're doing an investigation. So they got a babysitter. There was nobody in the house except for the two owners and myself and my other two investigators. Um, so I was setting up a, a stationary camera in the kitchen um, because they had captured a shadow figure uh, on their own camera. So as I'm setting this up, we catch this EVP um, and a power of view. That's when I you know, heard it, but you know, uh, I'm setting it up. You hear my voice at the end. I said something, I don't know, but uh, you know, you hear the, the EVP starts and you hear a little girl say, uh, where's mama? And um, it's actually kind of sad, but, it was fascinating to me that there was a child standing right next to me and, uh, asking yeah. for, for their mama. And, uh, you know, it was weird, um, to say the least. That EVP I shared with you guys because it was, uh, it was just fascinating when I caught that, especially because we did validate that they were seeing kids. And yeah. I mean, it validated that because it was a child's voice. Um. Right.
2: And sometimes go that's ahead. what people need is to have their experience validated. And if you can yeah. bring bring them evidence that shows them that they're not nuts, I find yeah. that in some cases that's exactly what the homeowners need.
6: hmm yeah. yeah.
2: Can we hear it yeah. one more time now that we know what it says, Cheryl? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I hear it now. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely <laughs> like there we go. Okay, next one, Cheryl, please. Again, please? Yeah. Yeah, Kiss me or pinch me. That's what I hear. You want to hear it again, Rick?
1: Yeah, please.
2: Or maybe it's kiss me. Or push me.
5: Is there a way to turn the volume on it down a little? On it up
2: or down?
4: A little bit down.
2: Cheryl, can you turn it a little down?
1: Yeah. Push me. Bless me. Push, me. Push me.
2: What is it? What's yeah. it saying?
5: Do oh, you guys want me to tell you? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, it says kiss me.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, first, uh, so my yeah. first instinct was right. Interesting.
5: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, like I don't know why, but it sounds a lot clearer. That that one was actually a class like A plus. Um, Yeah, uh, it's
2: it's very it's very good. But again, when it gets over the radio, it's it's all kinds of compressed mm -hmm. by the time it gets to
5: us. And so we have people all the
2: time who say, "Oh my god, my EVPs are usually so great. What have you done to
5: it?" We're sorry. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's fine. Uh, If you guys ever want to hear it, that's in our Cross video episode. It's one of the most recent videos. Uh, Cross Bravo. Now. The, the video is clearly a woman, uh, the EVP is clearly a woman saying, kiss me. Um, and it's, it's, she's saying it very provocative, provocatively. Sorry. And, um, it, it was strange. We were in the basement of Cost restaurant in Cicero, Illinois. Um, it was an old brothel. Um, it's an amazing place. You can go there. All the rooms upstairs are still there where they would have sex. Great place. Um, I mean, it's just so haunted. And, um, that's also the place I was talking about. We did the guns uh, with the psychic. Okay. But we're in the basement. Yes, we're in the basement, and, um, uh, yeah, I was in the basement, and, um, I said, you know, can you talk into the recorder? And I was holding out, and that's where we got the EVP. Kiss me. Now, the strange thing, and I have this happen quite, quite frequently, is upon analysis, when I sync the video up to the, uh, cleaned up EVP after my, uh, after Marsha Mack, our EVP specialist will go through them and review them and send them back to me. I'll sync it up with that exact second that it was recorded uh, to the video. Okay. As, as soon as that spirit said, Kiss me, I lick my lips, like in the video. Really? <laughs> okay. you know, Isn't that I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's almost like I don't know if she kissed me it when she said that, she's like, kiss me, because you know maybe she was an old prostitute that was calling. it was a brothel, you know? Um yeah. But it's just so strange that I, I I did that with my lips, and I don't know if maybe I just felt she said kiss me, so I I subconsciously just lift my lips, or maybe she tried to kiss me and somehow I felt it. It, it it's strange. Um, yeah. So. Yeah,
2: definitely. That's that's definitely an interesting, um, at least an interesting correlation of two things happening.
5: A lot of, a lot of things happen like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like a, it. a, it's it's great. I mean. I can think of a hundred things like that to tell you. I mean, you know. Anyways, we should move on, I guess.
2: <laughs> okay. So okay. Uh, do you want to hear it one more time, Rick, now that you know?
1: Yeah, no, I, I've got it. I got okay. it. I, I, I did hear this me, so it's like at least I got that part.
2: See, but that's the start of hearing EVPs is hearing consonants. I, yeah. I, that's, the, that's the start of being able to hear them and analyze them really well. Is if you can hear consonants and syllables, then you can start to fill in the other stuff. So, sure. and, okay, Cheryl, we have one more. Ew, could we hear that again?
6: Yeah. Cheryl.
2: Again.
5: I need to interject. There's three words, okay? Okay.
2: Okay, one more time. Over something. Uh, good. Oh, sorry, I was talking. One more. So I'm hearing like overthrow or overcoat and scary boy. Rick, you got to guess.
1: I, I I I got the over part. That I got. After that, it's just it's just it was a jumble to me.
5: So what is it? Okay, so uh, this one was a little a uh, little harder to hear, and again, uh, sounds better on the computer. But uh yeah. we,
6: mm-hmm.
5: my, my, uh, Marcia Mac, our analyst, thinks that it says it, it. Right when you press play, that's when the EVP is cut. Um, that's how she cuts this one. But it says uh, what we think it says is uh, it's a it's a man's voice. And it says I'm scared, and then it says prison. But it says, uh, this, the first two words are. They're kind of jumbled. It's like I'm scared and prison. Okay.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
5: Can we hear, can we hear it, it one
2: more time, Cheryl? I'm scared. I'm scared. Now I hear I, I hear the way that when you say that I can hear the separation of the words definitely. So tell what were the circumstances for that one? Oh Lord. Uh, oh.
5: Have you guys heard about the the demon house in uh, Garenia? The Zach Baggins boy. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. it's hard yeah, not yeah. to have heard about that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. this was uh, like the day after the news uh, started talking about it, we, we we went there. John, I'll let you talk about that.
4: <laughs> well, yeah, me and Dave, we uh, found out that the uh, house was demonic possession or whatever they, they called it or whatever. So me and Dave, we ended up uh, calling each other and said, hey, let's go check that out. You know, it's right over here in Gary and we were like, me, myself, I live probably maybe 20, 30 minutes from Gary where it's so, we ended up getting together that night. And me and Dave, we, we went out there to check it out and uh we drove out there. Um We found the house. We ended up uh going up to the house. Uh, We we walked up to the house, rang the doorbell. Nobody answered. Um, So we ended up doing a little EVP session and a ghost box session right in front of the the, house. On the front porch. Yeah. And we ended up catching. We got a lot of
5: interesting responses out of Spirit Box, and we did get a couple more EVPs. That's just what I chose to show you guys. But, yeah, um, that one
2: sounds, you know, pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what kinds of what kinds of responses were you getting on the spirit box?
5: Well, I don't want to go through it all. Um, mm-hmm. I I'll share the link in the chat if you want to the video. Sure, that would be one. fine. Yeah, let yeah. me do that right now. Because, like I said, to be honest, um, I I'm a professional videographer. I edit probably five videos a week. So. Okay. I uh my mind gets blurry sometimes. Let me just share the video in the chat here. Um and then you guys could check it out. Hold on. I'm doing it now. Okay. Um Gary Demon House video. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put that. The
2: there you go. Okay. So we don't we've got pretty interesting
4: back. responses all through the spare box, I think.
2: So you think that it is not hype then?
5: Um, well, we can't really say, but we did capture it was dead quiet when we did the EVP session. It was dead quiet if you've ever no been in Gary intended.
2: yeah
5: it's uh at nighttime in gary it's uh it's dead quiet like okay. you can hear a monk's fart. yeah, it's quiet <laughs> so <laughs> it's, uh and that that's still makes Gary even scarier, because then like someone just sneak out of a shadow and rob you you know it's uh, it's a scary place, and, and Gary's it's a scary in place for Bay a city home. no, it's not. Um, yeah, so that's, you know, we, that, that one we just did, um, let me explain. We have three series, okay, on our YouTube channel. And our main series, our main show is uh, Believe a Paranormal Experience. A little bit of a mouthful, Believe a Paranormal Experience. That's our main series. That's our full production, uh, like literally you could put that on television and you would never know it was made by two guys, you know. So that's our full produced show. Um, we have two what I call micro series, and those we release every week. We release uh, we release a video every single week. So our micro series, our IPRA case files, is one, and then the other micro series is called uncovered. Now the IPRA case files is basically when we go to a location and we're not able to make a full heavily produced episode of belief but we still want the viewers to see some of the stuff we caught. So I case files could be anything. It's pretty much all investigation. There's no intro B-roll establishing shots. It just starts off and we're just investigating. The videos could range from five to 10 minutes. Um, that's I case files. It's just raw investigating. So that's what uh, we put the category into. When we went to Gary, that's would be high case files. We just jumped in a car and went and investigated something. Okay. Um, uncovered. Is a series, a micro series, um, more of a standard sit down uh, where we, the show starts and you see me and John. We're like, hey guys, what's up? Sitting, you know, sitting in our studio, and uh, then people from all around the world could send us their strange videos or photos. We'll take a look at them, and we take we take the creepiest, scariest photos or videos, and we'll pick one in particular, and we'll share it um, in in the in the episode. We'll we'll talk about it, and we'll say, look, you know, this shadow figure flies past this little girl. Wow, that was really scary. You guys tell us what you think in the comments below. That's what Uncovered is. And it's just a great way of involving our audience and uh, sharing their scary stories, and their scary, not stories, but their strange photos and, and videos. Mm-hmm. And I really, really like that series that we do. It's really fun to do. Yeah, and it would be fun see to see other people's
6: Anthony. stuff. Go ahead. You John. and Anthony John. just
4: released one, right?
5: Yes, my uh, uh, one of our former um, members, Anthony Lizer, he moved uh, to. We used to be a three man team. Uh, he moved to California to pursue uh, his dreams of being a director in Hollywood. Um, he's doing pretty good, <clears throat> but he he got involved in a paranormal, Anthony Lizer, when he was sixteen years old. And he took part of what you may call uh, uh, an exorcism. He took part in the exorcism. And he's been holding on to this footage. He recorded it discreetly because, um, you know, nobody wanted him to record. But uh, he he did uh, put the camera up from afar and uh, recorded what happened. And uh, he decided to fly in from L.A. and let us do an episode of Uncovered featuring some of the footage of the... um, exorcism that he took part of. So we made our uh, most recent video uh, and most recent episode of Uncovered is, um, is, is of that, uh, some of that footage from that exorcism.
2: Very cool. So um, let's talk about, because you went to the demon house and you just mentioned an exorcism, and you, I know that you kind of said, well, you know, I'm a Christian, but I don't really want to talk about that. But I'm curious as to your take on demons.
5: Demons? Well, mm-hmm. gosh. Like I said, um, I try not to formulate my own theories. I just pretty much take
6: right. thousands
5: of others and, and, and pinpoint the most. Sure. You know, but in, in, my, in, in a sense, in my Christian faith, um, to my knowledge, Um, There is a war going on um, between heaven and hell, and it's an ancient war. And angels and demons walk amongst us. They whisper in our ears. And I truly uh, believe that. Modern-day society, even now, it's getting changing. People would call me crazy for that. But it's in the Bible, you know. And, uh, And, you know, angels and demons are all around us. And there's a lot of Christians that believe that ghosts aren't even ghosts. We're just communicating with demons the whole time. They're just tricking us. And that's where I get confused, and that's where I get scared, and I I don't even like to think about it. But you know, we've got to face the facts at some point. But as far as demons, I mean, I'm not a demonologist; I don't really study it too much. But uh, I do know that they're among us. They try to manipulate us. They they make us do negative things. Um, And uh, I do believe in angels, and I believe that angels um, are they're they're both battling for the human soul till this day, and it's been going on for a very very long time. Fair That's enough. my standpoint. Yeah.
2: Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, so you said how long have you guys been doing this? The investigating?
5: Um, I've been doing it I mean, shoot. I, I mean since I was about seventeen, but I would say that I got more serious uh, back in two thousand and nine. That's when I okay. really started uh, with believe. Yeah, and then John joined me. John, when did you join? start working him. Um, 2011 10
4: yeah somewhere around 2010 2011 i had met uh david in uh mantino state hospital that's when we first met i believe uh yeah we just we just, we
5: just we just kicked it off right away at the insane at santa Salon. we just became the best yeah.
6: friends
2: oh that's cool you guys had you guys had the right chemistry
5: yeah, <laughs> um, we were snooze, of course, in the banging. I meant, I
2: just met. wait, I meant in a bromantic kind of way, you know, like bromance. Oh, yeah, we were
5: definitely bromantic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there's a huge bromance going on. Yeah, yeah so
2: Rick, I think it's a Chicago <laughs> guy thing, because Rick yeah. has a bromance yeah. going on, too. With
1: yes, I do, yes. Yeah. With, with, with the Southsider, no less, oh, my God.
2: Yeah, he's like in Oh, rough. there it is. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, yeah.
4: That's where I'm from.
2: Southside. I have no idea what any of that means. And also I don't understand <laughs> ar- I don't, oh, ar- I don't no. understand pizza. So again uh, West Coast, so- you know.
1: Yeah. Southside, North Side, there's always it's, you know, especially in baseball, you know, there's the rivalry between, you know, the north side the Cubs and the Southside the Sox and uh you know, it's Uh-oh. just it's 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 the uh, it's the eternal struggle here in this in the in our fair city.
6: Yeah. Oh,
2: I I got it. Well, so I figured that I'd just be quiet for a while and let you guys, you know, talk talk amongst yourselves as bros about, like, you know, all of the Chicago haunted stuff because, from what I hear, Chicago is just a fantastic haunted city.
5: Yeah, it's just a fantastic city in general. It's a wonderful city. Um,
2: Oh, I I, love Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, I I love Chicago, but when I was in Chicago last... um, I wasn't looking for ghosts. So mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of places that I'd like to go and I'd like to come back and see. So now, when I come to Chicago, where should I go?
5: To investigate? Um, just, or just, I, just, or you, just to please? be scared.
2: Yeah. Just to, with good, good. When you go to Chicago?
5: Place. Let us know or contact, uh, Ursula Bielski. She's the best person to get a hold of. Her. Ursula Bielski, author of uh, Chicago Hawks. um, Ursula Bielski. She uh, when you come out here, get a hold of her, she has the absolute best tours. Um okay. and uh, yeah, she does tours, but they're not when when people say tours, you I always feel funny about them I'm like ha ha I just ghost tours. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah me
2: too. She yeah. Will, yeah.
5: He will she will she she's legit and she will uh just if you want to go and experience Chicago haunted side get a hold of Ursula Bielski. She, she's a person to get a hold of. And she's very reasonable from what I hear. Um, we work with her a lot, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely get a hold of her. And she'll show you the dark, haunted side of the city. And you'll never do the same. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <you laughs> know, I'm not if, so good
4: <laughs> I, live
2: a, I live in a haunted house. So, you know, I'm going on 11 years in this house now. So, whatever. <laughs> Nothing phases me anymore.
5: Yes, yes. That's how we feel, too, as investigators in tech. We, John and I forget that this whole thing is scary. Uh, and, and yeah. you know, we're so used to it now. You know, I've produced 85, 85 episodes of my show. That's that's quite a bit. And um, um, we we just get, we, we forget it's scary. And, um, for example, like, John and I just had a 10, we like to throw parties, uh, any excuse for some of our fans. And we just threw a 10K celebration party when we reached 10,000 subs on YouTube, um, we had a party at the Kloss uh, restaurant where we filmed the Kloss uh, browser episode. And we screened it. You know, we, we screened the episode at the location. So, after it ended, a lot of people left because they were too damn scared to even be there. And we didn't think about that. It's like watching the movie The Actresses in the actual house. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
5: we didn't realize we're so numb to it. And now well, these people are sitting there all pale. We're like, "Oh, sorry, guys." <laughs> I
2: know. I get it. You know, I was talking to my older sister. Um, I just saw her this weekend, and she was talking about movies like The Conjuring and oh, how scary it is, and all of those <laughs> movies bore me.
5: <laughs> yeah,
2: so, you know, and I was just like, "Yeah, that stuff doesn't really scare
5: me." So sounds much. like it sounds like you need a little theory in your life. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> you
2: think, you think if, I, if I start watching your videos, I'm going to start being scared of the dark and stuff?
5: No, but I think I should be more entertained than watching The Conjuring. I think you'll watch these videos and you're going to be like, you might gasp a few times and be like, yes, this is awesome.
2: Yeah, i like to, I really like to be entertained. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, I find that I, I don't watch a lot of paranormal stuff because it has ceased to entertain me for years. And I mean, I remember as a kid, Reading um the Amityville horror. Uh-huh. And just I mean, not being able to sleep that book scared the shit out of me, pardon my French. I mean, just I was terrified. Well, and of course I was reading it while my mother and father were not home or something, you know. So and um and now I think I'd probably read it and the thought of red pig eyes glowing in the window would probably make me laugh.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen, I've seen worse.
2: It makes me sad because I always really liked to be entertained by scary things, mm-hmm. and I'm not anymore. I'm, I'm I feel the
5: same way about movies in general. I yeah, just, I'm um, I'm a film snob, you know. So yeah. it's hard for me to find a good movie, and uh, I'll I recommend one for you though. It's called um, It's called Enemy. Uh, it just came out uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. It's uh, Depending on the kind of movies you like, though, it's a, it's an art house film, but it's mm-hmm. very 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 scary film. Um, if you like psychological films um, that are really deep,
2: I like um, deep psychological scary. What I don't like is gratuitous violence. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, I do like. And yeah, and I'm the same way, yeah. as Rick, whenever Rick brings up a movie, oh, I saw this movie. Oh, you, I've never seen any of them because movies are the same way. They just,
6: uh, yeah, he, yeah.
2: I like. I it, it has to. I mean, I need a movie that moves me, and mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't seen one in a while.
5: Are you? Are you? Um, if you want a movie that's going to move you, and I'm not talking about scary. I'm not talking yeah. about violent. Um, okay. Watch um, Nebraska. Have you have you heard of Nebraska?
2: I've heard of Nebraska. I have not
5: seen it. That movie made me cry. Okay, really. And, uh, okay. It's uh, it's amazing. This the screenwriting. Literally, I was clapping my hands when the credits rolled. Uh, the dialogue was A+. The screenwriting, directing, acting was just superb, and uh, I was I was I was happy that it was that it was uh, an Oscar contender. I knew it wasn't yeah. going to win because it's in black and white, but whatever. Um, yeah. it's, it's just an excellent movie.
2: Yeah, and see for me, that's it. It's the the explosions don't excite me. The you know I you well, know I'm I'm not a big fan of rom coms. I what I want is a story. Well, that engages me.
5: Walsh Nebraska. Put okay.
2: Yeah, and there's not I a lot out, there's not too. a lot out there. So thanks for the mm-hmm. recommendation. I'll definitely check that out. So guys, what mm-hmm. do you have coming up as far as future plans? What can people expect out of IPRA and out of your series?
5: Well, um first I'll let John tell you about our latest episode coming up and then I'll Yeah go ahead John.
4: We just got back from a trip down south. We went to South Carolina. Uh, we investigated the old city, South uh, Charleston jail. Um,
2: Ooh, jails are good places to investigate.
4: Oh yeah, Those hospitals. That was pretty I, intense. Uh,
2: I have yeah, jails. Jails are jails are intense places to investigate. I've got to admit, jails and prisons.
5: This place was. Uh, Particularly interesting because it was a colonial jail where they incorporated capital punishment. Over fourteen thousand oh. perished at this jail. Um, Holy cow! Was, the yeah, head yeah jail was it was called Outback. Yeah, Four it was Yeah, hands down one of the most haunted places I've been to, and uh, that's in Charleston, South Carolina. Look it up; it's called the Old City Jail. Truly, okay. truly, truly an amazing, amazingly haunted place.
2: So, when um, is that? When is that episode coming out?
5: Well, we we release a video a week, so we just released uh, Uncovered, and uh, that was a few days ago. So our next video should be out sometime within uh, within six or you know, five or six days. Um, sometimes it's a little past the seven days, whatever. But um, yeah, we're hoping to have it done um, soon. Now, the Charleston Jail video is going to be a full length episode, I believe. So that takes approximately fourteen hours of editing time. So bear with me. Uh, but that will be out uh, within a week's time. So you can find that on our on our YouTube channel, um, and you okay. can find our channel just by typing an IPRA strong on YouTube. Okay. So. Cool. Okay. All right. Yep. So, so that's what coming else? Out. What else? Um, and then what else? Uh, we have a lot. I mean, we, we're never stopping. So our plans for the future. Um, a lot of people ask us, "What are your plans? Are your plans to stay on YouTube? Do you want your own show?" Um, you know, it's, it's, it, me, John and I, we're at, we're at a point where we're, we're at the crossroads. We have about 500 million directions we can take with this because we're, we found that our show is becoming successful on YouTube and people like us, um, which is good. Um, we've had over 2.5 million viewers thus far on our show, I believe. And uh, we're at a point where we want to decide do we want to stay on YouTube or do we want to move on to something, um, you know, different. Um, so, you know, besides that, until we make that decision, uh, we're, we're going gonna to keep releasing stuff on YouTube. Um, we're going to be investigating the Senna's rectory in June. Um, that's coming up the rectory. Um, what else, John? We've got a couple, uh, one of those hidden underground places that we're going to pretty soon called, uh, Devil's Mountain, um, in Indiana. Um, you guys haven't heard of Mountain?
1: Yeah, I've heard of that. Yes.
5: No, I have Yes, uh, we like going to the those places that are off the grid. Those places that when you go there, you're stuck; you can't get out. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Satan's Hollow is an episode that people rave about. The bars. Um, it's called Satan's Hollow. Uh, we went there. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, people rave about that episode. Uh, I would say that's one of a cult, one of the cult favorites, if you can call it that. Um, okay. It's um, it's just this underground series of tunnels where Satan worshipers go and sacrifice, um, and worship the devil. And it, you're miles underneath the ground. And once you get in these tunnels, you know, you have to walk through these tunnels underground and your head's down. Um, and once you're there, if something happens, there's really nowhere to run. Um, literally you can't run down there. And, uh, me and John, um, I was, I was very scared, but John is a big guy. He's a big bald guy with a goatee and he, doesn't get scared very easily, okay? John's never scared. And what scared me about Satan's Hollow and what I think the viewers like about it is John was really scared, okay? <laughs> he was really scared, and you can feel it. And then he, when I see John get scared, then I really get scared. <laughs> yeah. Because like, this guy's <laughs> made a feel, so. Wow.
2: So <laughs> yes. tell me, um, you say that you have a bunch of different directions that you can go with your series, Mm-hmm. So, in the decision-making process about that direction, what are the things that are important to you? You know, is it creative control?
5: Is it that? Uh, yeah, I was about to say that creative control, most definitely. That's what that's what I like the most. When I'm under direction or supervision, uh, my my creativity is 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 dampered. Um, I can't I can't do that. Plus, there's the thought of getting a. Te- we've had offers for shows. Uh, we've been you know we've turned them down um, because. The, you know, you, you got producers and they call the shots. I like to call the shots. As messed as up as that sounds for somebody to say, but hey, it's my show. I've my sweat and blood into it. I'm not going to let somebody else tell me what to do. Um, and uh, I don't want that. So if we, you know, if we go the route and the television route, I want to make something on TV that's, that TV doesn't want on TV, if that makes any sense. Um, Absolutely. You know? So that's what I want. And if that doesn't happen, um, the good news is um, YouTube and uh, streaming TV, Apple TV, that is the future of television. Um, Netflix, uh, it is. It is the future of television. Um, you know, I've read statistics. I study every day. And, um, you know, the, the number of people who are canceling their cable subscriptions are, are going up uh, every single day. And um, now they release things like Chromecast, where you can just completely watch pretty much anything on the internet right on your TV, control it with your phone if you have a smartphone. It's amazing um, stuff like that, um, and it's it's becoming the future. So if we kind of jump the gun on that—not jump the gun—but if we get a head start on that, when that does become more of a standard in the years to come, um, you know, we can have something really successful with that. YouTube yeah. also has. Um, an option to have like paid channels where people subscribe to your channel and they produce your show and people right. will pay like 99 cents a month to watch uh, your show. But it's actually, they, they would, they would, you know, give us money to to actually make, you know, get a little crew going and, and make it more TV like. So that's an option. Um, we were considering public access for a while, but that's not interesting to us um, for many reasons that I shouldn't even go in. We've been on public uh, television before. Um, it's actually kind of funny. <laughs> World Fox um, got us on there for, what was it, John? Three weeks, three episodes?
4: Um,
5: yeah, something like that. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's actually a Spanish-American television called World Fox, translated uh, Mundo Fox. And uh, mm-hmm. it's an affiliate of Fox. It's basically Fox, but in Spanish. So it's not one of those corny ones. It's actually, you know, legit. So these guys contacted us and said, "Hey, you guys, uh, we want we we want to do a paranormal." Uh, the show was called "En Tomos de Noche." It means "Enter the Night," and you know these three hot chicks just go around the city getting into trouble, basically. And the one girl who was signed to us, Patty, um, was you know her little dare was to. Uh, going to haunted places. So they, like, they got us and we were on there for three weeks, three different episodes. Um, you know, doing our thing. And that was really fun. We accepted that because it, we had full creative control yeah. and it was just a really sure. fun experience. Um, and you know, we, we, we felt that we could reach out to the Spanish, Mexican, Spanish American community and rake in some of them as followers. Um, sure. which is, um, you know, was a good opportunity, but it was, it was really fun. The first episode garnered five million viewers. So. It was uh it was really fun. It was a good experience. But as far as that kind of stuff, if we got a show, um me and John are actually are working on a scissor reel to pitch two television series. Um I'm not gonna I can't obviously say much, but right. it's going to not just involve your standard uh two guys going into haunted places investigating. We're going to take that and we're going to um it's just you have to have an edge, right? Yeah. So I have an edge. Um, we're just working on uh, filming the sizzle reel right now. I, I really wish I could tell you about it because it's really cool. But, well, uh, cool, uh,
2: because they, we need, there's something. Paranormal entertainment right now needs to change. Insane. It does. You know, when, when, yes. I, when, when Ghost Adventures came out, there was such a hunger for oh, it because it was different. Uh-huh. Now it's not as different anymore because you know uh-huh. now there's just such a saturation of and and there's several formulas that work for paranormal entertainment. So yeah, if and, and it could
5: become cookie cutter. You know,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that would be fantastic if you guys came up with something different. But I also like what you're saying about streaming media because I'll tell you some of the my the most entertaining stuff, my favorite stuff I watch, is stuff that's outside of that half-hour or hour format.
5: Of course, of course. And a lot of our fans, um, our fans are diehard, and uh, we love them. And um, they they're always telling us, Oh my gosh! I mean, like literally, we get hundreds of these comments a day. Um, You guys are so much better than Ghost Adventures and what we see on TV. Not, I'm not claiming that. I'm just telling what they're saying. Right, right. But they're they're saying, "Oh my God!" You know, we wish you had a show. And I've 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 sat there and I've thought about it, and I'm thinking to myself, "Why? Why do Why do these people? Why are they saying this?" And I'm thinking, it's these these shows on TV. You know, I don't I don't watch TV at all, Um, but I I do. Um occasionally, John has told me to, you know, hey, watch this episode of Ghost Adventures. And I can't really get past 10, 15 minutes. I'm just like, what is this? What am I watching? This is horrible. And not not just in Ghost Adventures or whatever. Those are really cool guys. But just me personally, as a viewer who is spending my time watching this, I would not want to waste hours of my life (laughs) on this stuff. So I think the people who are watching our channel, they like it so much because it's different in a sense. As it's ghost hunters are producing the show, you know right. what I'm saying? Yes. We're ghost hunters. We're we live this. We're not actors. We're not we're not TV celebrities. We're we we live this every single day, and we're producing. We're directing. We're filming it. We're doing everything, and that I think that makes the difference. It makes it more real.
2: Well, and you're not restricted to a formula
5: or a format. Exactly. And that's, that's big. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Every episode I try something new and I try something different. And uh you know, I'm confident enough I we could probably even make an entertaining episode without even using a, uh some of the standard equipment, you know. Sure. As far as like a voice recorder or, or a spirit box, you know, we can make a whole episode without even doing any of that. And that's what we're aiming for, you know, something that's different. And um but I will well, say as far as progressing in the field, digital dowsing is really uh Oh,
2: love I think, them. Yeah.
5: Yes, um, we actually were sponsored by Digital dowsing for about a year okay. mm-hmm. uh, well, he working. he comes
2: out with he comes out with some great stuff
5: yes yes he's, he's oh,
2: very God. he's very creative in uh-huh. in the things that he's come up with as ways to sort of test out in the field and and I like that i I've always liked that because mm-hmm. I'm not a real gadgety person. Um, yeah. You know, but I I like the digital dowsing stuff. We use an awvilus and and we use yeah. it a lot. We like it.
5: It's you know, and, some of those are more the more commercial stuff, but some of the more yeah. advanced stuff you are creating right now, it's just, it's just out of this world.
2: I know. I'm jealous. I can't get my hands yeah. on it.
5: It's unbelievable. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep an eye out for the newest thing coming out. I can't say what okay. it is, but when okay. it's uh, when you see it, it's gonna change the world of those things. Should forever. I save
2: my money? Should I be saving my pennies?
5: I think you should. Yes. Okay. <laughs> good to know. It's, it's all right. There you heard it here first, place. folks.
2: Start saving your pennies. So, guys, we yeah. have come to the part of the show. I know we've kind of touched on everything, but we at the at the end of the interview, we always just allow our guests. We call it shameless self promotion corner. So, anything promotion? you'd like to promote or plug, we are all for shameless self promotion. So, this is the time.
5: Okay. Go. Let's get out of my mom. If you listen, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mom. <bud. laughs> um. What, what, do you, what do you want to say, John? Strong? Um IPRA Strong? Hashtag? Um, IPRA Strong. Okay. <laughs> um, basically, yeah, if you'd like to check out, uh, to the viewers, if you'd like to check out our show, uh, go on YouTube, and all you have to do is type in uh, IPRA Strong, it's one word, that will give you, you know, a bunch of selections. Um, the channel name is actually Believe a Paranormal Experience, um, first thing you're going to want to do is hit that red subscribe button. Um, and then after that, our, all of our episodes, and we have three series, they're all listed in playlist, so you can watch them all, um, and they'll just, they'll just play one after another. So that's all um, on YouTube.com. Uh, you can check that out. Then you can also keep in touch with us. I'd say the easiest way to watch our show is to go to IPRAstrong.com. Um, that is where we're constantly updating. Uh, we, you can contact, contact us ask us questions, um, and the works.
2: All right, very good. Guys, it has been absolutely a pleasure to have you on. When you've got, you you know, when you decide which direction you're going and you feel like maybe you have some big news you want to share, consider coming back and talking to us again. Yeah,
1: we'd like to have you on.
5: Definitely. Well, thank you guys. It
4: was was awesome.
2: All right, you guys have a great night, and I'm really looking forward to um, checking out some of your videos. I'm sorry I hadn't before, but it's spring break.
4: Welcome,
5: Definitely, um, while you're there, uh, subscribe.
2: Um, Okay, (laughs) well, you know what? I am not subscribed to anything on YouTube, so you may be a first.
5: That's great, and I promise you won't be disappointed.
2: Okay, well, if I am, I'm going to contact you and let you know.
5: No. Oh, I, wouldn't. I, would shoot me an I
2: wouldn't because I'm 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 not I'm not mean like that. But okay, looking forward to it. Thank you so much, you guys. It's been really fun talking to you. Thanks,
5: guys. Good night, guys. I'll hear you talk. Good, good, night. Night. good night. Good
2: night. All right, guys. So that was um, David and John from IPRA. And check out their check out their YouTube stuff. IPRA Strong. One word on YouTube. It sounds like good stuff.
1: Yeah, it, it it actually is, and it is it is a little bit of a departure from what you know you normally see on television. And uh, you know, I, the the one video that I that I did watch about Casa Madrid, I I, I really very much liked it.
2: Oh, see, there you go.
1: And that's that's and, and you know me, Karen. It, that's it's hard for me to say. You please? So. Yeah, that's
2: right. They please to be unpleasable. Well, look at me. I mean, I, yes. I I keep saying, you know, I watch paranormal television and I just get overcome with ennui. So there you go. Maybe <laughs> I'll maybe I'll find something good. I I have a hunch I will. They they seem to be really dialed in, and I like that they have creative control of what they're doing. And I do agree that streaming media is probably the wave of where things are going, and and I welcome that. You know, until it becomes all crap like you see on television. And I'm not just talking paranormal TV. I'm just talking TV in general.
1: Right, right. You know. It's, well, it's just like with, uh, you know, what we're doing right now, being on a, you know, internet-based radio show. It's 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 pretty much the wave of the future. I mean, it's we're giving pioneers. people an alternative. Exactly. Oh, my God, people I a
2: pioneer. Yeah, it is. And, and um, I think as people get tired of what's out there, they start to come around to that. So fantastic. Cheryl. Karen. Cheryl.
1: Cheryl. Oh, there's a bromance right there.
2: (laughs) Cheryl and I have been friends for years. Years. Long time. Yeah.
0: Wait, I have a call coming in. Hold on. Hello. David.
4: um, Hello. Oh,
0: (laughs) hi. Is this David back again to, uh,
4: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I'm sorry. That I <laughs> no, used okay. my phone, and I, I'm no sorry. No worries. No worries.
0: No worries. All right. Well, fine. thanks again.
2: <laughs>
4: All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Good
0: night. Bye. Good night.
2: And, and there he goes again, folks. Um, So. Yes. Next week, we have been.
0: Oh, um, Robinson. Right? Next week, yes, we do. Ben is Ben uh, Robinson is the founder, researcher, investigator at Autonomous Studies of the Enigmatic. Oh, it, did it? Yeah, I said that right. Enigmatic mm-hmm. and paranormal, and um, he's that, one of those
2: cool yep. Pacific Northwestern guys. There you know. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So that should be interesting. Um, talk to him about his team, what they're up to, you know, their investigative methods and other cool stuff. Yes. And uh, the week after that, April 24th, uh, Peter, Peter, excuse me, Peter James Haviland, um, president and lead investigator of Lone Star Spirits and an advanced certified clinical hypnotherapist.
6: Oh, I like you,
2: those yes, hypnotherapists. I thought that would yeah. get you. Yeah, it makes me excited. <laughs> okay. Um so in May we yes. are making the big change, the big switch o' change o everyone. Yeah,
0: we are changing up our time a bit. We paranormal underground radio will air from our normal starting time, which is six PM Pacific, eight central, and nine <gasps> Eastern. She said central. Hello, Rick yep. paying attention. Yep, right I didn't get here. a thank you. Yep,
6: okay, central. whatever. <laughs> Screw you, you. Next up, time, um, I'm
0: fly saying over. flyover states. Okay. Oh, sorry about that. Um, no, I'm just joking. Um, anyway, it, our end time is going to end one half hour earlier. And so yeah. our show will be an hour and a half long instead of two hours. But we can still g- get some great content in there. And um, also allow our friend and uh, sh- and our sister show brother's show, I guess he prefers, in the dark radio, our bro show, show. to have a a, a half an hour more, so he'll get an hour and a half instead of an hour, and so that'll be pretty cool there, and And then, so
2: hour and a half us, hour and a half Mm -hmm. Chucky
0: G, yeah, so you get to listen to Paranormal Underground, and then Chucky G on In the Dark Radio, and it's all good, so that starts in May, um, and, and we'll continue that schedule, um, you know, ongoing, Um, we do have an announcement uh, that in June we actually will be on hiatus. So, oh, see,
2: I was going to couch it a little differently.
0: Oh. Yeah. What I was
2: going to say is in June, you get to enjoy some classic Paranormal <laughs> Underground radio. So if I there like are any better. episodes that you'd, mm-hmm. you know, really like to hear, you might email Cheryl, editor mm-hmm. at paranormalunderground.net, and let her know you'd like to hear encore presentations of some of our best shows yes. for the month of June, because we're taking the month off.
0: Yeah, let me know what you want to hear. We're going to replay some of our best shows, and... um you know, See we'll, marketing we'll coming still after be you, boom! You're so good at that. <laughs> um, yeah, we we'll still be on the air. Just just we'll be replaying some shows, and then we'll be back with some new shows in July. Woohoo!
1: So we'll That's come right. Back nice and refreshed, and renewed, and revived, and all the other rees. Yes. Yes, I'm going to
2: come <laughs> back with my child. Will be a high school graduate, so I will either be like really happy because he's almost gone. Mm -hmm. or really sad because he's almost gone
1: probably both (laughs) yes i think you feel yeah yeah, yeah, definitely i mean you'll feel a little bit of both and i'm just glad that i have a long time for you know until the start happening
2: oh rick it seems like i just said that yesterday so buckle your seatbelt, buddy yeah i
1: know i know that's you know we, we, we we get that a lot it's like i'm looking at him today and i'm thinking to myself it's like please just don't grow up because this morning he says to me he's like i can't wait until i'm a i'm i'm a super duper big teenager and mm-hmm. i grab his hand i'm like little dude do not be so quick to grow up
2: oh i know they're always in such a hurry to grow up
1: yeah they
4: really are
2: yeah well it's mine did and it makes me sad but it you know makes me proud too because he turned out okay
4: no oh,
1: tanner's a great kid mm-hmm. yeah he turned out right yeah
2: Yep. All right. So, let's see. Uh, what else? Magazine news?
0: Yes. We had a slight delay on the magazine, and it will be up, fingers crossed, this weekend. And then, um, hopefully, the interactive version um, available on Apple Newsstand and Google Play will be up the following week, hopefully. All right.
2: What's Chucky G got coming up? Yeah. Oh, tonight? tonight.
0: Please listen right after Paranormal Underground Radio Live on the Hazy Radio Network he will be talking with Keith Age,
2: Paranormal Investigator. Mm -hmm. Well, he gets good guests. Does he get them himself or do you get them for him? Because if you get them for him, I'd like to have a talk with you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's
0: apparently a little bit better than me because uh, he gets them himself.
2: All yes. right, well, see, that's why he deserves an hour and a half. There you because, go. <laughs> yeah. Because, first of all, he's Rick's bro-friend. That's right. That's right. And second of all, you know, he he he's good at what he strong. does. He is. He's excellent. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. So what else do we need to talk about? We have, like, seven minutes
6: left.
0: Ooh, seven all minutes. Um, oh, I uh, just wanted to thank um, John and David from Iper Strong. Uh, I have watched one of their episodes. I'm really looking forward to... to looking at more, actually, um, when I get a few minutes and checking out more um, from what they're putting out. And um, just wanted to thank them.
2: Okay, very good. So uh, Oregon Ghost Conference this weekend, um, Friday night through Sunday, and it's at the Pioneer Center in Oregon City, Oregon. If you get a chance, check it out. Great people there. Uh, you get to meet a couple of the cast of Ghost Mine. That's exciting. Yeah. Um. You know, and you'll get to meet a bunch of really wonderful people from the Pacific uh, Pacific Northwest. Elaine Davison, our good friend, will be there. You know, the uh, safety lady. Uh, actually, several paranormal underground writers. You'll meet. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, it uh, will be there. Yay! Yeah, mm-hmm. Melinda will be there.
0: Karen, you'll be there.
2: Um, yeah, I actually didn't think I was going to be able to go, and I discovered that I will be able to go down for one day, so I'll be there on Saturday. Cool. Are you speaking it's this okay. year? I am not because I canceled. I was okay. supposed to be, <laughs> and then I canceled because I thought I had this thing, and then uh. it turned out we didn't have to go to it. Okay. So, um, so I'm not speaking. I'm just. I just get to go hang out with my. Have buds. fun. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be nice. I'm taking Jim with me, so hey, if you nice. want to meet Techie McScience Geek, come to the Go Oregon Ghost Conference on Saturday. Mm-hmm. He'll be there. He's probably a bigger celebrity than me because he has Techie, Mick and Science Geek in his name. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. <laughs> that makes him infinitely more interesting than I am. <laughs> oh. oh so anywho, there you go. Um other than that, next week. Ben Robinson, mm-hmm. be a good be a good chat, be talking about some some ghosts and stuff. Um, and, you know, in a couple of weeks, we'll be ending a half hour earlier, and Chuck will be starting up a half an hour earlier. So all good stuff. Guys, again, check out the programming here on the Hazy Radio Network. All sorts of new shows, good stuff. And please stick around and listen to our good friend, Chuckie G, in the next hour. Did I get everything? You got it. Like All right. It. See? there you go. And as for the rest, sorry about the dogs barking, we had Mormons come to the door.
1: <laughs> that's okay. Uh
2: it happens uh, you know, about once every it's two a, weeks. It's so. a freedom
1: of religion thing.
2: It is. No, 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 I know. The, but the dogs get very excited, you know, and they, they always ask, Is there anything we can do for you? Which is really nice. And mm-hmm. I really always want to say to them, yeah, would you take this tennis ball and go it out and throw it for Spike? Because that's why Spike <laughs> thinks they're here anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
6: so, but I've
2: never asked because the Spike can be a little intense so um, anywho that's all I've got come back next week 6pm Pacific 9pm Eastern other times in the flyover states where Rick lives thank you everybody for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network you all have a good week
1: you have a good, good night,
0: night. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio email editor at paranormalunderground.net Until next time, keep exploring the unexplained at paranormalunderground.net. Please join us next week for Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network.